Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you for joining me today, and welcome to your show, Fruit for Your Soul. I'm your spiritual life coach, Cordelia Reed. I am so delighted, and I do mean so delighted that you're joining me today. There is so much to talk about and so much going on. Sometimes I really don't know where to start. But, you know, the title of this show today is Playing Your Part. And so I want you to understand that you have a special, special, special part in the body of Christ. Uh, if you've been listening to season two, you've known that this entire season two discusses your place in the body of Christ and also how all of that creates the unification of the body of Christ. And I want you to understand where you are and what you actually bring to the table. I talk to people all the time who say, you know what, I go to church and I believe that church X, Y, and Z, and then it stops right there. And they have so many other question marks about their lives. And what's not the focus is the relationship with the Holy Spirit and how important that is and how that means so much, not only to him, but to you and where you're going and the purpose that you have on this earth and how to find that and create a unification in the body of Christ. So, you know, I, I talked about starting each of these uh, podcasts off with just a little bit about myself. And, you know, I may have said this in another podcast, but I'm going to repeat it today. So, I talked a lot about, you know, I've been casting out demons ever since I was really, really young. Uh, just as David, King David, was in the wilderness fighting things off, but he didn't quite understand I didn't quite understand this, and when we talk about the anointing, that's what I want to focus on, how the enemy tries to come in and make you seem like it's a bad thing, but how the Holy Spirit has it intentional for his purposes as well. So I, I must have been probably around the age of, I want to say three or four, as long as I can remember dreaming. I remember having these episodes of just stillness, and when I go into these episodes where I was dreaming like, I see myself on a, I want to say on a bed, on a bench or something, spread out with my arms to the side. And I would have like these um, kind of like teeth around my neck. I would say that, you know, I, I don't know. This is just what I saw in the, in the vision or dream or whatever you want to call it. And I remember just looking around and I hear chanting. And then I open my eyes. And I will be in the bedroom as to where I was. This would be sometimes when I was in my parents' room. So it wasn't like a scary dream or a nightmare. Because a lot of times you wouldn't even have these if you were sleeping with someone that you you consider safe or secure or what have you. But these things happen even when I slept with my parents as a really, really young child. So I close my eyes again and I hear chanting and I open again and I'll be in the bedroom. And this, this went on for, I, I couldn't tell you, it went on for a very long time. But I remember specifically uh, one time I was actually in a state where I closed my eyes and I was in this African village and I looked down and I actually saw a male part. And that male part actually had a hole in the middle of it with more like, a, I don't know, I want to say deck. I guess when you talk about tribal and culture, there's this thing with teeth and it was decorated with sharp teeth. And so, and I remember hearing the chanting and seeing dancing all around me. Did not understand what that meant then. And so I was telling my story to two very spiritual associates. And this was just recently within the last year or so. And when I told them that, they actually said, you know, Cordelia, you were sacrificed. And you know, this was not a surprise to me. It may sound really strange and far out to you, 
because I remember even a year prior to that, two years ago, a few people were actually praying over me and someone came to me and said, hey, I am so thankful that you are not at all what you were dedicated to come into this world to be. And, you know, at first I didn't understand. Then I thought a little deeper and I thought about those visions as a child when I was sleeping and waking up. And then I thought about, it came back to what they told me about, you know, you, the human sacrifice. And, you know, I talked to the Holy Spirit about this somewhere in between that second year and the first year of this even being told to me. And the Holy Spirit said to me, it's not important. It's not important. What's important is my love for you and how I've turned all of that around for my purpose. By the way, he was there the whole time. It was a matter of being in tune to him. But a lot of times we have such bad experiences that those bad experiences outweigh the good. And so usually if you are given a gift of being in a state like that, when you're remembering something that's possibly not even of this lifetime, it most likely wasn't, and then you come back to a state of being in this lifetime, we're talking about you know, I, the word that comes to mind is time traveling, and that's not supposed to happen. That is an abomination to the Lord. We're talking about Jesus holds time in his hands. The Bible clearly speaks to that. So how is it that when we go back to witchcraft, that we're able to time travel? That's not supposed to happen. So what I want to tell you is that when it came to playing my part and being who I am, I didn't choose this. It chose me. It was a matter of me getting on board to being okay with that purpose in my life. So I had a friend that came to me and said, Cordelia, it is absolutely amazing what God does with people like you that's been involved, when your ancestors have been involved in witchcraft. It's amazing when he turns all that around, what he uses you for. He does some amazing things to, to you, through you. That word remains true to this day. I am walking in, I, I want to say somewhere between three and six times a day, there are miracles, signs, and wonders. The Holy Spirit speaks to me about something, or he tells me to speak life into something, and sure enough, it comes true. There is so much direct confirmation, and it's not about me. It's about someone I've come in direct contact with, someone that's looking that has question marks over their lives, someone that's trying to do better with their lives and don't know how. So this is how I can confidently sit down and tell you this, because I've been involved in things, just as you may not know as you have, that are, I would say, uh, not of this world. And so um, I say that I'm laughing, but the truth is you don't know what your ancestors have done before you've gotten into this world. Because a lot of times we're reaping the, the consequences of that, which is why when we pray prayers, especially supernatural prayers, we break off those ancestral curses from our mother's sides and our father's sides. So how do you play your part and understand who you are? So, you know, as I was thinking about this title, um, either at some point in my life or I heard in my spirit, the Holy Spirit brought up to me someone that I came in contact with that was considered handicapped. This person was in a wheelchair and they were fine, but they probably was maybe, you know, to the point where they could not walk, maybe paralyzed from the waist down. I'm not really sure. But the Holy Spirit brought up some people that are handicapped or what the world considers handicapped. They want to know, why did God make me like this? They want to understand, why did I come into this world like this? What am I supposed to do with my life? I don't understand. I'm trapped in this body and I can't do anything with my body. Okay, I'm going to give you three examples 
of people that I have come in contact that had what the world considers handicaps. And I'm going to tell you what they did with their handicaps because I found this absolutely amazing. I watched the Michael Jackson one show in Vegas. And there was a man there that had, uh, I want to say probably a right leg below the knee amputation. And he walked on, um, you know how they have the attachments to their arms um, with the sticks attached to their arms. And they were like arm crutches. So he had a crutch on each arm and he danced. He was not even just walking. He danced with the arm crutches. And then he jumped. Um, and do a headstand with the arm crutches with just one leg. And he did that in tune to the beat. It was the absolute most amazing thing you ever want to see. When I saw that, I told my husband, I said, you know, I had bunion removal back in 2016, November 2016, and I had a knee walker. I said, I will never complain about the limitations I've had from this bunion removal surgery again after seeing it. I was blown away. So this man was not allowed his handicap stop his purpose of what he was doing. So even if he was not even spiritual, you could see that a part of his purpose on earth was to dance in that show and show people, I'm not going to allow this to stop me. Matter of fact, he was better than the ones that had both legs. That was absolutely amazing. And then the free use of their arms, he was better than those. He danced just as good as those people did. Absolutely amazing. Blew me away. I would say several years ago, I was watching the news also, I saw this kid that um, who had a twin brother. He must have been eight or nine years old, and that was his kid triathlon. So what he did with his twin brother, his twin brother had was mental retardation with cerebral palsy. In other words, he could not talk regularly. He could not walk, his twin brother. So this kid decided that to, de to dedicate and honor his twin brother, he was going to carry his twin brother on his back and run, I think, three miles, swim, and I think it was cycle with his twin brother on his back the entire time. We're talking about an eight-year-old kid. And I could not watch that episode with a dry eye. You understand? It is people that has what the world considers physical handicaps that motivate other people. I am 100% sure that eight-year-old kid would not have done that had his kid not had that, had his, sorry, his brother not had those conditions. It motivated him to go further in life. You understand what I'm saying? The last example I'm going to use is the, um, I used to watch this show, Everest. It used to come on, I believe, the Travel Channel. And this was about climbers that actually climbed Mount Everest. Well, there was a man, I think this was back in 2007, there was a man that climbed Mount Everest on that show that had not one, but two prosthetic legs. And it was because he had those prosthetic legs that motivated him to climb Mount Everest. Not only did he climb it successfully, but he did just as good as, and it's not even better than the ones that had two regular legs. I wouldn't climb Mount Everest, and I have what the world considers two regular legs. But it is those what the world considers handicap that actually people have used in those three examples to motivate them to go further. And, you know, I love using the example of Moses, who stuttered. And when the Holy Spirit called him to do what he was supposed to do, he no longer stuttered. But he said, I can't do this because I stutter. Why would you call me? So what I'm telling you is that when it comes to playing your part, no longer are what you consider or what the world considers limitations, something that you need to place as a barrier between what God has called you to do. It is only a state of your mind. In order to play your part, you've got to put that aside and use what the world considers limitations or a handicap and motivate that, whatever it is. 
that um, the world considers that. So what has motivated me were the manifestations from what the ancestral curses were placed on my life. That has motivated me to go further. And thus God has used that and turned it around to the point where I'm actually seeing so many miracles, signs, and wonders. And that in and of itself encourages me daily. So I want to encourage you to take a good look at what you consider are limitations in your life. And you remember, we're called to be in the world, but not of the world. And when we find, figure all that out, know that the things that affect the world does not affect us. When people are wondering and walking around scared and saying, what if this? I'm afraid of that. Somebody got robbed yesterday. Somebody got eaten by an alligator. Someone, Someone's kid, uh, something happened to someone's kid. Those are circumstances, as we know, beyond our control. But I want you to understand that Satan customizes these things to, to attack us because of the ancestral ties that have been related to us that we're not aware of. Once again, remember, my people suffer because they lack knowledge. I encourage you to look deeply in your family line and look at the things that have occurred, through, that have occurred throughout all the people in your family and say, how do I stand out? How am I going to make myself different from all of this? So I'm going to use what I've considered a weakness or a limitation and turn that around and use that to play my part in the body of Christ. Now, I understand that these things can be easier said than done. But one of the things that truly helped me was understanding how much Christ loved me. And so if you go in your Bible to Romans 8, I'm going to read from Romans 8, 34 through 39. Uh, so it starts at verse 34. Who is he that condemns? Is it Christ that died? Yea, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ our Lord. That says everything. That covers all of it. Which tells me that there is no handicap that makes you less qualified or less a part of the body of Christ or less love. There's no mistake, there's no sin that makes you less qualified or less loved um, by the by Jesus. And I feel like a lot of times we say, you know, if only you knew this about me, but it's not me, it's Christ. And all that matters is that Christ loved us. He's already qualified us and accepted us from birth. By the very fact that you are living, breathing, and simply listen to this message, you're already qualified to play your part in the body of Christ. You're already qualified, so it does not matter what you have done. It does not matter what's on your mind right now that may not even, what the world may not even consider appropriate or whatever, whatever you want to look at it. Either way, stop condemning yourself. That's why he said in this particular area, it talks about who is he that condemneth in verse 34. Is it Christ that died? Yeah, rather, that is risen again who is even at the right hand of God, who also make an intercession for us. So it says when it comes to that intercession for us, it does not matter what you have done, what you consider. Don't condemn yourself. 
In other words, he makes his intercession. He prays for us. He prays with us. When we cry, he cries. So there is no reason to tell yourself, I can't do X. I'm not allowed to do Y. Everything that you do is done for a reason and is done for a purpose. And remember, he has a way of turning it all around and using it for his good. Now, I just told you my highly imperfect story, my highly abnormal story, and it's very unusual. And it's not something that I can just walk into a grocery store and say, hey, this is what happened to me. That's not the purpose of that story. The purpose of that story is to help you understand that um, there are sources and things that are around us. There's principalities, there are things that are seen that are unseen. There's a whole lot going on. And I want you to be okay with that when it comes to spiritual warfare. It does not matter. It does not matter what it is, how bad it is, or how cruel it is. All that matters is that you are still qualified to play your part. And that you should be accepting of who you are and what you have to contribute. And like I said, by default, because you are born, that makes you highly, highly qualified to be a part of the body of Christ. You know, I um, I talk to people, as I said in the beginning, every day. And it's so amazing how people make a lot of excuses as to um, why their lives are not better. But one thing I know for sure, everybody wants to be better. But when it comes to actually getting a little uncomfortable and discovering who you are, nobody wants to do that. So... I will tell you there's not one single story you're going to find biblically in which people were comfortable in doing the things Christ has called them to do. I highly encourage you to challenge yourself to be uncomfortable, to find yourself playing your part. Your part is to understand who you truly are. Your part is to look deeper within and say, you know what, what do I want to contribute? How do I want to add not only to my life, but to others? Now, in other for, in, 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 you know, the, the only way for you to actually add to someone else's life and be extra um, special about doing so, like what have you done nice, it doesn't even matter, you can do any little thing at any time. But if you really want to make a deeper impact, you got to be more in tune with what Christ has placed inside of you. And I have found that the best place of starting that is understanding the love that Christ has. Because when we're able to love ourselves and love inside and project that love on others, we're able to play our part a lot faster and a lot easier. And if it was really, really easy, everybody would do it. We wouldn't have the suicide rates that we have. When people are committing suicide, they don't feel like they have a part. They don't feel like they have a word, um, a voice. They don't feel like they have anything to contribute to this world. Anything. If you are in this world and if you are alive and breathing, I cannot stress that enough, you have a lot to contribute. I am really alarmed and appalled at the um, depression rates, the suicide rates, um, the things that go on in the news when it comes to death and health and destruction. However, we understand that's exactly where we are. And that's just, that's how we are towards the end of times. However, what we don't have to accept is the fact that we can't do anything to help make a difference. Can I tell you that when it comes to playing your part, even if you've helped or made a difference in one person's life, that's really all that Christ cares about? As he said, as you do it to the least of one of these, you've done it to me. And this is a verse that God is really pacing on my heart because playing your part means I have to accept that even if I get up today and do something different for one person, do something different in my life that's as selfless as possible. 
I've made a huge difference. That, ladies and gentlemen, is playing your part, understanding your part. And the more you draw closer to the Holy Spirit, the more he will draw closer to you. That is just step one. When you get to step one and you're really hungry for more, he's going to bring you to step two. All you have to do is say, hey, I'm ready to play that part. You know, I um, every time when, when I'm, I'm doing these podcasts, I always think about my audience and I think about you. And I think about the things that must be going through your mind as you're listening to this. And I know that these are some really uh, intimate conversations. They're probably not a conversation you're going to walk up to someone and just start having. But, you know, I want you to get comfortable with the deepness of it. Because it is the deepness that gets closer to God's heart. And it is God's heart that you will find on place in the body of Christ. And that's what makes me smile. That's what makes me happy and keeps me going forward. Because it is that place where God wants to continue to bring us closer and closer and closer. And share with us the things that um, will help change this world. And how does God want to change this world by the way? This is not a trick question. He wants to change it one person at a time. I, I really do hope this podcast has um, been near and dear to your heart. And I really do hope and pray that this is something that you would take very seriously. And you would take a good look in the mirror and say, what do I want to do today? I want to release the anointing on you right now. I want to impart upon you uh, the love, the grace, and mercy. And the expression of hope and peace that God has for all of us. I want to impart the nearest and dearest of the Holy Spirit on your mind. That he opens up your heart to more. He opens up your mind to understand. And he gives you the strength and joy and perseverance to go forth. And whatever it is that you're dealing with at this moment that has caused you to listen to this today. I understand it is not easy. But I want you to start being more in tune with that inner voice that's pushing you to go further. Remember, how do you decide the difference between the Holy Spirit and the enemy within you? The Holy Spirit will always push you, and he's going to give you what you need to go further. The enemy's going to tell you to stop. He's going he's to ask you to quit. And I can't even say ask. He's going to make a situation so perfect that it seems like quitting is the best option. Or sidetrack you to something else or distract you confuse you or frustrate you and as i said before if it feels dark if it feels too different if it feels even extremely 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 comfortable <laughs> that's most likely the enemy because the holy spirit is going to say go a little bit further and we know that's not the most comfortable thing but it is your instinct and i know by now at this life if you're listening at this time in your life if you're listening to this podcast you know the difference between your instinct and what you know your own other voice is saying your other voice is saying something totally different and you probably thought well you know if I decide to listen to that other voice before it's led me wrong so let me do it this way this time that instinct is very natural and it is by far your birthright of who you are and you have every right every right to be a part of the body of Christ because by default when you came into this world that's exactly where you were and it is actually an intentional choice to stay on that path regardless of what choices you made in your life so I hope and I pray that you truly understand your part. And I'm still hoping and praying to hear from you, by the way. Uh, this is it. Uh, this is my time. Uh, love at Cardelia.com. You can reach me at, um, you can send me an email. I'm all over iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, 
uh, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. I'd love for you to subscribe. Uh, send to people you really do believe that could benefit from this. Uh, ask me questions. Give me feedback. I am here. I am waiting and can't wait to hear from you next time. Jesus love you and so do I. We'll talk to you soon.